Brad Davidson, good morning. Morning, guys. Let's review what we saw on Saturday and start with Godolphin. And uh, what did you make of NMO? Yeah, what a day it was for Godolphin, wasn't it? They had a, a great day in, in both states. And he just keeps on winning, doesn't he? NMO, he had a beautiful ride there by James McDonald on Saturday. Put him in the perfect spot. They roll forward in a race with not a lot of speed. And uh, he just doesn't make mistakes, guys. That's the... That's the thing about him. I, I saw a tweet on social media suggesting that basically when he settles in the first six in a race, he basically doesn't lose. But when he gets back further than that, that's when that's when he, he can be beaten. So look, he's put right there in the in the box seat. He peeled out at the top of the straight and he did the job nicely as as he generally does. And his overall rating was pretty much identical to what he did first up last preparation. So he looks right on track, guys. To and the great thing about him is. Every every start really in his career um, in the last three or four preparations he improved second third fourth fifth up so uh, really good kick off for him I, I thought Fangio was terrific in the same race guys I I think if she jumped out of the gate she missed the start which she hadn't been doing at the trials so she would have gone close to winning that race her late sectionals were best of the day she was back on the inside which wasn't the best part of the track and just had to get too far back in in a slowly run race just simply because she blew the start so. If she jumped with them, she could have been midfield there and potentially out-sprinted them late. But, um, yep, she's got that uh, habit of missing the start sometimes, and she did that on Saturday. Geez, you've got a good crop of horses at the moment, haven't they, Godolphin, Dave? You looked at uh, what Aft Cabin did last week and then Animo and In Secret winning the Light Fingers. What did you make of her return? Yeah, they do, don't they? And, of course, they had success with... Barbara and exploring in the uh, the Blue Diamond preludes down south as well. But, look, she was good in secret. Um, I thought it was a terrific ride by Nash after she missed the start. He got her into a beautiful spot there midfield, and she showed her class late there, winning in really nice style. The concern I do have with her, though, is is that missing the start, and she did that again on, on Saturday. So she did it in two barrier trials, and now she's done it uh, at her first race start, this preparation. So, look, you can get away with that... Uh, against um, you know opposition like on Saturday where she did have a bit of class on her rivals. But once she steps up in up in grade and starts taking on the bigger guns, um, that's going to be a concern. So I'm sure James Cummings will be wanting to iron that little uh, that little thing out there because, um, yeah, she won't be wanting to do that against uh, the better horses. So uh, some little concern with the way she starts, but there's no doubting her class and, and the way she finished there on, on Saturday was uh, particularly strong. What are your thoughts on the protests which saw Jackano end up being awarded the CFO over Gentleman Roy, which obviously crossed the line first? Yeah, look, I thought it was a, a 50-50 call, guys. And um, as I said on social media on Saturday, I'm, I'm all for those types of protests being upheld. Uh, you know, I've said for many years, I think we give far too much benefit of the doubt and credit to the horse that finishes first past the post but only does so by breaking the the rules of racing now obviously uh, uh the initial winner shifted out onto onto jack and I, their gentleman roy and uh whether that was enough to overturn the protest the, the stewards obviously thought it was and there were there were different views around that but look the only question you have to ask in a protest was was the interference more than the margin? If that's the case, then uphold the protest. So I think, like I said, for far too long, we've given the benefit of the doubt to the winner and it's almost like the the second horse that has done everything right and hasn't broken any rules has to prove beyond reasonable doubt that they would have won the race. I would just love a system where 51% of the time, if the stewards say, no, the second horse would have won, 
then uphold the protest. So I think we give far too much credit to to the initial winner. So yeah, I'm all for that. And uh, Jack and I gets the gets the chocolates. And Gentleman Roy unfortunately has to settle for second. Is there any two year olds down there, Davo, that you think could do well in a slipper? Uh, no, Loz, mm. to be frank. Um, they look uh, a pretty average bunch in Melbourne at the moment. And look, I know Barber got the job done in exploring as well. But again, the times were nothing flash. And uh, if I'm a Sydney trainer with a decent two-year-old at the moment, I'm going to the Blue Diamond. I, I give you the tip because that race is well and truly up for grabs and there's nothing down there that has put their hand up and run time yet. Where in Sydney, there's been several races here already where they've actually done something on the clock and I think if I had a horse that was sort of second or third you know we know Lenning to Fly is obviously uh, going to concentrate on the on the golden slipper after winning the uh, the millennium there on really in really good style on the weekend after giving them the start but if there's, if I'm sort of in that race and I'm third fourth or even the lead up races in the last few weeks and just in behind them I'd be having a crack for sure because like I said they just haven't run time yet at all down there in Melbourne and uh, that Blue Diamond of Group 1 is definitely up for grabs at the moment. Just before we get your horses to follow, uh, g'day lads. Mido, can you ask Brad about Godolphin Horse Cylinder, the two-year-old in for the Silver Slipper, asks Azza in this uh, this colt, trialled very well recently. Yeah, that's trialled well. I'll um, have a good look at the race on Wednesday when the final field comes out. I generally don't have too much of a look at them on a Monday or Tuesday, so... I'll probably give you more of an idea later on in the week, but um, definitely has trial well leading in. What are you following out of the weekend? Look, I think Fangirl's a horse we can follow, guys, on dry tracks. Um, she needs to, you know, not miss a start, but generally she she jumps okay. So I'm just putting that down to just uh, um, giving her a bit of a forgive there on, on Saturday. I thought she was terrific late in the piece, and um, she's going to have a good preparation. And, Obviously, the first winner, Cafe Millennium, wasn't he impressive there on Saturday? He ran quicker time than learning to fly in the Millennium. His late splits were, were very, very strong and looks raw and a very big horse is still working what it's all about. But, uh, gee, there's no doubt he's got that late strength, so that's going to hold him in really good stead going forward. And who are we sacking? Oh, well, look, Espiona, guys. She, disappointing again. I uh, thought that it was a really winnable race there for her on the weekend. I didn't have her on top, but uh, I thought when she sort of loomed up on the inside, she should have really put that race away. So still laying in a little bit. Maybe she needs wet tracks. Maybe she needs the Melbourne way of going, or maybe she just hasn't uh, quite gone on with the job. So she needs to show a bit more at this stage. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, guys.